Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to The Dan Patrick Show. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated, senior writer. Now what's this mean for the Pac-12? They're on the clock. Pac-12 president's meeting on Friday, I think, to see if they can get a consensus to go ahead and move forward with formalized practices. Can the Pac-12 pull this off? You know, the last I heard, they're trying to shoot for a Halloween kickoff and see how many games they can get in. Bringing you the biggest guests and best interviews. This is about $700 million. Kirk Herbstreit, ESPN College football analyst. I don't, honestly, I don't even think these coaches are up in arms at this point. This is a conference that candidly has been struggling to, to matter. Really, the Oregon brand is about the only one right now carrying the day before COVID. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Oh, I made it to a Friday. It's a pretty Friday at that. He's got four guests booked, including Russell Wilson Jr. the third, Duncan Robinson of the Miami Heat, the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott, will join us coming up shortly. Pac-12 going to be playing football by Halloween. That's what I'm hearing. We'll talk to the commissioner coming up. Browns beat the Bengals. Heat go up 2-0 in the Celtics. Nuggets-Lakers game one tonight. The Mid-American Conference is going to try to play. They may be voting over the weekend. We got a lot going on. But uh, come on in. Stay a while. You can watch on Peacock. You can listen on uh, 362 radio affiliates around the country, including the Fox Sports radio lineup. If you'd like to get in touch, you can. You can dial us up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Now that we've had a couple of days, we saw the Browns beating the Bengals last night. We probably worn ourselves out with the week one NFL overreactions. So week two is arriving just in time so we can overreact to that. And I get it. It's a big week because we've all seen those numbers. You go back to 1990, only 12% of teams that start out 0-2 have reached the postseason. But they are adding another playoff team in each conference. So you can throw that stat out the window. No preseason, limited training camp. And teams are going to change right in front of our eyes. Bill Belichick used to use the first, and probably still does, the first month of the season as his preseason. He had a better idea after that first month of what kind of team he had. Tom Brady's going to look a whole lot different by week eight. Gardner Minshew's not going to complete 95% of his passes for Jacksonville. At some point, Saquon Barkley may get a few rushing yards. And I know whatever happens on Sunday will seem monumental. Never mind the fact that seven days later, there will be a new slate of games to overhype. If the Browns had lost last night, what would we be saying? We would be crushing them, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, can't live up to the hype, but they won last night. So is everything okay? 
Everything's good with Odell Beckham Jr. No, you don't have to trade him, right? Now, what happens the following week if they happen to lose? Then Baker Mayfield can't play the position. Odell Beckham Jr. should be traded. Is it going to be week to week? It's no surprise. It's no secret. The Browns need to run the football. You have some really good offensive linemen. I want to take pressure off Baker Mayfield. He only threw 16 passes last night. But what did you do? You gave it to your all-pro running backs. Nick Chubb and, you know, Kareem Hunt. I mean, these guys are really good. And therefore, I don't put Baker in a position where he's got to win a game. I don't want him to lose a game. They average six yards a carry. Now, granted, it's the Bengals. That's not a good defense. But... The Browns won, so we can put that off to the side just for a moment. It's like if the Packers would lose to the Lions this weekend. Now, what happens? Everything was great week one. If they lose to the Lions, then what do we say? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Now, keep in mind, you've had people now come out and said, hey, the Packers did the right thing. They drafted a quarterback, and now Aaron is angry. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Will he still be angry have a chip on his shoulder if they lose? But that's what happens week to week. Cam Newton, Patriots, everything's great. Go to Seattle. What if he throws a couple interceptions, fumbles a couple of times, doesn't gain a lot of yards rushing? Then what? Ravens. What if the Ravens lose to Houston? Hmm, maybe they're not as good as last year. Oh, Lamar Jackson still learning the position. Like, this is what happens. It's week to week where we look at a storyline and then we want to beat you over the head with that storyline. The Browns are in disarray. This is trouble. You got to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Kevin Stefanski could be over his head as the head coach there. Okay. They looked okay last night. They got a win. And I'm not giving out style points. I just want you to win. And if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you'll take what you saw last night. Joe Burrow made it interesting last night. When you throw 61 times, no interceptions, but there should be a lot of excitement around him. But you're throwing a lot of passes, which means you're probably losing. Since 1970, teams are 23-49-1 when their quarterback completes at least 37 passes. Now, you're not throwing that much unless you're losing. The winning quarterback last night, Baker Mayfield, completed 16 passes. The Bengals are going to be bad. Joe Burrow is good. And Joe Burrow looks like he has all the elements of being a franchise quarterback. If I said to a Browns fan today, would you trade for Joe Burrow? You'd do it in a second. But it's because of the unknown with Joe Burrow. You've seen enough of Baker Mayfield. And you're not quite sure what you have there. With Joe Burrow, looks like the real deal. And he's got composure. He still, like his approach last night was if, as if he had the LSU talent around him, even though he didn't. Uh, A.J. Green, McLovin. I don't know how that's going to go. Probably not going to go well. Well, because he misses his guy, the red rifle. He can't catch those Joe Burrow passes. Oh, so if Andy Dalton was there, then A.J. Green would have shown up. Yeah, there's something about Andy. That Andy Dalton and A.J. Green are magical mm. together, but not so much Burrow. This program brought to you by LegalZoom during these unprecedented times. You can rely on LegalZoom for legal help. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. McLevin, you got a poll question for me. Yeah, we have a couple poll questions, okay. a couple Odell poll questions. Oh, oh, no, sorry. Let's start with the Baker Mayfield question. All right, let, let's hear from Baker Mayfield on uh, last night's game, uh, the victory over the Bengals. Anytime you can execute those first 15 plays that you, you have and you practice over and over again, it, it feels great. You know, we able to establish a run game, able to get completions. Like I said, uh, after the Baltimore game, just getting the ball in their hands, letting them do the work. Um, you know, the, obviously it's surrounded by talent, so uh, making sure we're taking care of that. Yeah, and Odell got a touchdown, so everything is good. He got some early targets here, which I said yesterday, just get him involved. Put the ball in his hands, see what you get. He's still explosive. I don't want to cater to him, but I do want to get him involved early because it feels like he could sulk a little bit. He could, you know, go into hiding a little bit. Uh, but they got him the ball. They ran the football. They got the win. The uh, Bengals with the backdoor cover there. See, that's why, that's, that's the classic example of why I don't bet. 
Imagine staying up until the very end, and you know the line is six, and you got the Bengals, or you're giving six. You're the, you got the Browns, and the uh, and you got the under. So you take the Browns and the under, and you lose as Joe Burrow backdoor cover Burrow. <laughs> Um, here is Joe after last night's loss. This might be the only time in my sporting career that I've lost two games in a row. Doesn't feel very good. I know the guys in there are hurting. We're going to come back to work tomorrow and try to get this thing right. You know, losing is unacceptable to me, to everybody in there, to Coach Taylor, to, to everybody in this organization. So we're just going to have to get it fixed. I like what I see. They're not a good team, and they're not going to be a good team for a while. This is where you're really going to have to be smart when you're drafting offensive linemen to protect Joe Burrow. And I had a scout yesterday tell me it is so hard to be able to determine who's going to be a good offensive lineman. And my source said, look, we can look at quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and have a better chance at looking at somebody who will be successful. Because of the blocking schemes in college, it's completely different in the NFL. Although I will say... What you saw with the Bengals is what I saw with Carolina when Cam Newton came in. Carolina was smart enough to go, let's bring in Auburn's offense to make this easier, the transition for Cam Newton. And you saw that with the Bengals. They're trying to run LSU's offense. The only problem is you don't have LSU's talent there, certainly at the wide receiving position. Yeah, McClellan. And running back position. Yeah, too. that's true. That's true. But... Yeah, bringing in that quarterback and that system, I think you're seeing that with you're seeing that more and more. Kyler Murray, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're seeing that. Lamar Jackson, you're seeing that. That the team is adapting to the quarterback you're bringing in instead of the other way around. Yes, Paulie. I was looking at that cover you talked about with the Bengals. Mm. The Bengals had the ball and they went on a uh, 16 play, 75 yard drive late in the game. They converted two fourth downs to get that. Uh, <laughs> covering touchdown if you oh man that's a toughie and then you stay up till the very end imagine going to bed so the game ends and you lose you lose both ways try to get to bed uh you know burrow got sacked three times he got hit a lot the bengals didn't put a glove on baker mayfield but that's a good offensive line you spent a high draft pick and then you brought in Conklin as well. You know, that should be a really good offensive line. That offense should be unstoppable. When you think about it, good tight end, two good wide receivers, two good running backs, a couple of good offensive linemen, and it's up to Baker Mayfield to orchestrate this. Really, it's up to the head coach, Kevin Stefanski, run the football. And that's what he's known for. You're going to run the football, and then I'm going to have Baker just compliment with his passing. Yes, McLevin. Are we in danger of doing the same thing? Like the Browns lost to a dominant Ravens team and we wrote them off. Are we going to overestimate them? Because the Bengals defense yes. has been historically bad for yes. four years. Yes. In fact, we talked about yeah. that before the show. Yeah. They lose a game they're supposed to lose and then they win a game they're supposed to win. So if the Buccaneers win this week against Carolina, is everything okay? Is the relationship between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady okay? Come to think of it, they better win that game. <laughs> if they don't, then we have an issue there. Yes, McLovin. Also, the, the Bengals have a rookie quarterback who won four days of practice and scored 30 points yeah. on the Browns. Yeah. Are you worried about the D a little bit? Yes. I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, Bernie Kosar, former Browns quarterback. He works for the Browns. And I said, hey, what are you thinking? And he goes, ah, I worry about our defense here. And they have two good defensive players in Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. It's just I don't think the other nine guys are very good. And you saw that last night. You can't have a rookie in his second game with three days to prepare for you, and he lights you up. Now, he threw 61 times, three touchdowns, but he did not get picked off. That would be a big concern for me. Imagine if you're facing a really good quarterback, experienced quarterback. What other uh, possible poll questions? Okay, so here are the two Browns-related poll questions. Uh, for Pauly, who would you want as your team's QB long-term, Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? Have we seen enough of <laughs> Joe Burrow? Or So if I could go, let me snap my fingers, yeah. and Joe Burrow's my quarterback in Cleveland? Yep. I'd do that. Yeah. I would do that. Wow. Well, I think he he wins that poll 80-20. Here's my concern, though. I don't know Baker Mayfield's mindset right now because he's very cocky and very confident, but then it felt like 
you know, he got his legs cut out from under him last year. Like, the, I, I don't know. There's just Burrow goes to the line of scrimmage, and you think that he thinks he's going to do something great every single time. Baker, I think, puts that that front on. Like, this is how I'm supposed to act. Remember, he said, "Hey, I'm not going to be demonstrative. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, you know, get in people's faces." And then people said, why won't you be yourself out there? I don't know if he knows who he is right now. I think he's going to figure that out this season, for better or for worse. But Joe Burrow goes to the line of scrimmage, knowing he does not have a good team. Now, he may say all the right things. He knows he doesn't have a good team. But he goes to the line of scrimmage. And if I'm playing for you, that confidence that he shows, that somehow he thinks we're good. And we know we're not good. That, to me, was the most impressive part of that last night. Those last two drives, and he played well against a, a pretty good San, Di- or San Diego, L.A. Chargers defense. I mean, it's, it's not murderer's row here. Uh, when you, you're going to face the Ravens, then we're going to find out you know, a little bit more about him. But I, I love composure at that position. Yeah, McLovin. Remember how old he is, though. Yeah, is he 23? He's, well, he's, and he's older than Lamar Jackson by a month, which is an amazing stat. Yeah. All right, what other poll question? Uh, uh, the other uh, Browns, who would you rather, say you're the Patriots and you have a choice of these two guys, Odell Beckham Jr. or A.J. Green? Now, with a caveat, A.J. Green's a little older. He's thir- he just turned 32. He looks old. Yeah. But you don't have the headache of uh, Odell. I mean, he had three catches last night. And he was targeted 13 times. I-, I guess I would take Odell because Belichick has a track record of keeping everybody kind of on the same page there. And the possibility of having a home run threat. And he is still a home run threat. So I, I would I would take a chance on Odell. But that's just because I, I don't have confidence in A.J. Green being an elite wide receiver anymore. Any more overreactions we can okay, have? Uh, who are we ripping off? Who that won in week one are we ripping to shreds on Monday? Okay. Green Bay Packers, who hosts the Lions. Mm. Uh, David, that's a big spread. I would think Green Bay might be safe. They should. One. They should. Uh, Tennessee is hosting Jacksonville, so that's... We don't even talk about it. There's no way they're the lead on Monday, right? Even win or lose. If Tennessee loses to Jacksonville? Mm, I mean, that would be a big surprise. Yeah. I don't know if we lead with that because... Well, we have to follow everybody else. We have to lead with the Cowboys because the Cowboys play the Falcons. Right. I'm only doing teams that <laughs> won in week one. Uh, the Rams go to the Eagles. If they lost, would that be a big deal or is it cross country? Yeah, that wouldn't be a big deal. Okay. Pittsburgh hosts Denver. If they lost, big deal? A little bit. But that's only because I, I'm fascinated with the Steelers this year. I think if New England goes to Seattle and Seattle loses – that might be more of a big deal. That just from the Patriots stand standpoint. What if New England loses? Is that a big deal? Do we start to? No, I don't crush? expect. I don't expect them to win. But you know how people are, especially with Cam. They they like to. I just to- want to know how he plays. Like, what is the game plan for Cam Newton? And we can ask Russell Wilson when he joins us next hour. Hey, what do you think the Patriots are going to do? <laughs> hey, how are you preparing for the Patriots? He'll, of course, tell us. Yes, McLean. One more. What's the fallout? Saints, Raiders. Do we really dig in on either of those teams? It's at, at Las Vegas. No. Like, but, like if the Raiders, if they win, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it wouldn't be like the sky is falling for the Saints to lose that game like that? No, they just beat Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they're, they, they are a good team. And I can say great. Uh, but they're a good team, I think. That that potential there. We'll talk a little bit more about what happened with my Heat. Got 2-0 in the Celtics. And another meltdown with Boston. And I guess there was uh, some things thrown and said in the Celtics locker room after a game. It happens. But the Heat go up 2-0 on the Celtics. The Lakers and Nuggets game one coming up tonight. So we have a lot of things to get to. But up next is the Pac-12 playing football this fall. We'll talk to the commissioner, Larry Scott, right after this. 18 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Always remember this. You need to make it legal. Make it LegalZoom.com. We're adjusting to the quote-unquote new normal. It's important to have proven solutions to help us overcome the unique challenges we've been facing. And that includes, you know, if you've been putting off things, if you want to run a business now, LegalZoom has proven reliable resources for families and business owners everywhere. 
and they're right there to help you during this pandemic. Let's say you want a living trust, a will, protecting your family. Start your business the right way. DBA, LLC, nonprofit LegalZoom can help you. You need guidance. They have a network of independent attorneys who can provide legal advice to ensure you're making the right choices. And since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you don't have to leave your home and you don't get charged hourly. They've been doing this for almost two decades. They've been partners of ours for over 10 years. LegalZoom.com. Go to LegalZoom.com today to take care of some of the important things that you've been putting off. That's LegalZoom.com. You need to make it legal. Make it LegalZoom.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll check in with the Pac-12 commissioner, Larry Scott. Where are we as of today? Will there be football in the Pac-12 in the fall? And if there is, from what I'm told, the Pac-12 knows they probably won't be involved in the uh, playoffs, the uh, the possibility of getting into the playoffs. I don't know the quality of teams in the Pac-12 right now. I don't know if anybody does, but this late start will probably preclude them from being involved in uh, the final four, or at least that selection process. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to danpatrick.com. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. By the way, I have some information here from my college football source. Uh, let's see. Big 10 met to reach a consensus. And my source was very skeptical that they had enough to turn it around. Coaches wanted October 10th. That was the target date. I told you athletic directors wanted October 17th in the big 10 presidents pushed to the last possible date, October 24th. My source then goes, I laugh when people say the big 10 handles this better than anyone else. 
SEC has had a plan from the start, same as the ACC. Everyone has cardio protocols in place. Testing every day is good, but that doesn't solve the issues of kids being kids when they get exposed on and off campus. It goes on to say there's a great deal of trial and error and the likelihood of these big state schools going nine for nine and playing nine games in nine weeks is very low. So that's the information I have from the Big Ten. Not to be Danny Downer, just giving you the reality of of what I'm being told. But we'll talk to uh, the commissioner of the Pac-12. He'll join us in about five minutes. In case you're wondering, it is a Traeger Meat Friday, and we have rib sandwiches and meatball parm grinders. Wow. That'll be coming up in the final hour of the show. Yes, Paul? Do you hear what they're doing with the ribs? So he's Our guy, Allen's making barbecue ribs, taking the, 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 the bone out and making big, huge barbecue rib sandwiches. Yeah. Genius. I'm ready. The final hour. Uh, McLevin, let's settle on a poll question. I actually popped up, who would you rather start a team with, Baker Mayfield or Joe Burrow? <laughs> Just see what people say. Uh, a little clicky. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of clickbait, but... Let's guess. Let's guess the percentage here. I'd say 85% Burrow. 85, okay. I was going to go 78% Joe Burrow. Yes, Paul. 72% Joe Burrow. Okay, all right. It's a known versus the unknown. People love oh, the unknown. We love that. But I do think you've seen enough. Burrow coming off the greatest single season a quarterback has ever had, but he's playing for the Bengals. And I, I just wondered, you know, how much would they expose him? How much would they put him out there and let him sort of do what he did at LSU? And then we saw it last night. 61 passes. How many times has that happened this early for a, a rookie quarterback? And I don't know... Uh, they said last night the only other guy was Chris Wenke, of all people, oh. who was also anciently old by the time he started. Yeah, he, he was probably like 31. Yes, so Seton. A uh, new poll question. Oh. How long before Joe Burrow's arm falls off? <laughs> or something on his body, because he's going to get hit. He only had 315 yards. He wasn't exactly bombing it down the field. Well, but that's going to be their offense, because I, look, I Joe Mixon, to me, is a good running back. He's not a great running back. It feels like I, I can find a Joe Mixon in every draft or two, but are you going to be able to run the football? Like, your running game might be short passes. Now, that's probably what the philosophy is going to be, and you're going to have to do it so Burrow is not getting hit as many times as he got hit last night. And Baker Mayfield didn't get hit once. Didn't get touched once last night. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Skip in Texas. Hi, Skip. What do you have for me today? Well, a lot what you just said. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Skip. Okay, uh, a lot what you just said. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Um, the uh, what what Joe did during the first half was being praised by um, by Joe Buck and and uh, Troy Aikman, and during the second half he was being uh, ridiculed. But at the same time, they stopped running the football. It was it was what you said that Baker Mayfield needed to have. He needed to have play-action pass. He needed to have a running back that moved the ball down the field. They couldn't get any yardage. Yeah, but, 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 and thank you, Skip. The Cleveland Browns have a good offensive line, and they have two really good running backs. So why wouldn't you run the football more than you pass? Seattle does that with Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is a whole lot better than Baker Mayfield, and they still run the football. Thank you, Paulie. This just in, Russell Wilson better than Baker Mayfield. But it's one game. They beat a team they were supposed to beat. I just wanted to see more of a challenger, a game, in their, their first week opponent with Baltimore, and that they didn't look like they belonged on the same field. Last night, you beat a Bengals team you were supposed to beat, and Cincinnati made it look interesting there at the very end. Uh, Kurt in Florida joins us. Hi, Kurt. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How are you doing today, my brother? Great. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, first off, uh, I haven't paid off that bet that I made to you yet. I uh, said I would do a shower of shame with uh, Skyline Chili if the Browns didn't make the playoffs last year, which they obviously did not. And uh, after last night's game, I figured it would be a good time to call in and let you know that uh, even though I'm in Florida now, I do have the Internet, so I can order a can of Skyline Chili 
I have a Baker Mayfield jersey, which is one of the horrible ones that they wore for the last couple seasons, and I don't care to damage. And I am going to order a can of Skyline Chili uh, off the Internet and have it sent to me here in Naples, and I'm going to dump it on myself and pay off my back to you. All right. Well, that sounds good. You could have paid it off uh, earlier in the year, but, uh, you know, season's been over for a while, Kurt. But videotape that and pour the Skyline Chili over your head there for the shower of shame. Yes, Paul? As a penalty for the delay in paying off the bet, maybe since he's in Naples, he could pour the chili on himself, then roll in the sand at the lovely Naples mm-hmm. Beach. That would... Uh, I don't want to overpunish him. I do. I mean, he's a Browns fan. <laughs> Hasn't he already been overpunished here? But they picked up the win last night, and that's all that matters. Uh, here was another poll question we were talking about. Who should be nervous for their job? Doc Rivers, Brad Stevens, or neither? Brad Stevens shouldn't be nervous. Doc's going to be brought back, so I would say neither right now. But if the Celtics get swept, mm, I don't know. It feels like Brad Stevens is pretty secure there. But uh, Doc Rivers, I guess... Uh, it sounds like he is coming back. Uh, is uh, Commissioner with us, uh, Todd? He is. He's uh, Larry Scott, Pac-12 Commissioner, joining us early. Uh, good morning, Commissioner. As of this morning, where do we stand with football in the fall with Pac-12? Um, we've had a lot of progress over the last uh, day or two, especially with public health officials in California and, and Oregon. And uh, this on the heels of the deal we did with Quidel, which gives us access to daily testing with rapid results, uh, things brought us a long way. Uh, so our medical advisory committee uh, is much more comfortable with us going forward, and it looks like the hurdles have been cleared in terms of the public health authorities uh, in the states of California and Oregon, so things are looking a lot more promising. So I've got a call today with our presidents and chancellors. We're gonna take stock of, of where we are and see if we're comfortable with a path forward before January 1st, which was what our previous decision was, and we'll see if we can align with others in college football still this fall. Will there be a vote today when you talk to these presidents? I'm not expecting a vote today. I'm not going to push for one today. I mean, this has been a rapidly developing series of events. Yesterday was uh, uh, pretty crazy from a call I got from uh, Governor Newsom in in the morning to meetings uh, folks from Oregon, Oregon State had uh, with their governor that day. So, yeah, we need to give uh, folks that lead our campuses a chance to digest all this, uh, take into account everything going on on their campuses. But we also realize that if we're going to move forward, uh, this fall with football, where we need a six-week uh, ramp-up for our student-athletes. In, in California, they haven't been in a gym. Is they, the, haven't been, they haven't been on a field, yeah. so they need six weeks. And, and then there's basketball, too, which the NSA just decided on Wednesday is going to start November 25th. So we, we've got to figure out with both those are we comfortable moving forward. What I was told yesterday, and you obviously can uh, correct me if you need to, that if you're looking at a date, it'd be probably around Halloween, that uh, first game in the uh, Pac-12. So if we're going to move forward, it depends on how quickly uh, we can get back uh, to practice. You know, six weeks would be from Monday, but we're, we're only getting these uh, rapid tests next week. So I think that would be the most ambitious, okay. uh, maybe maybe a week or two too quick for us. But some, somewhere in that zip code is where we'd be playing if we're playing. But also, it, uh, it's going to preclude you, I think, from being qualifying for the uh, playoff, the final four, right? Well, uh, if we were to play uh, this fall, I don't think anyone can predict. I was, I was on the call with my fellow commissioners, and uh, you know, we've got a board of the college football playoff. I don't think if you ask any of my fellow commissioners, they can tell you how many games their teams are going to play. They know what they're going to try to play, but we've already seen in the first two weeks, every league that's tried to play has had to postpone games. So no one's feeling supremely confident at this point, especially those that don't have daily tests, uh, that they're all their team's going to play every game. So I think, um, you know, it's uncharted territory. We don't know how many games each um, league's going to play. There are going to be many more differences than we're normally used to. And I don't know, you know, whether the average is going to be six games or eight games. I don't think anyone can tell you. We don't know what player availability is going to be. And the committee is going to have their work cut out from. There's going to be a lot more subjectivity this year than the best. I would not rule anything out. So more likely to play in the fall than the spring, because last time we had you on a couple of weeks ago, you said, you know, we're, we're targeting the spring. 
or right after your uh, you know January, more likely fall football than spring football. I'd say at this stage uh, it's promising. You know, we've um, it's amazing how much has happened in the last five weeks since we made our decision. And the good news is, you know, we got access to the kind of testing our medical folks required sooner than we thought. We've gotten public health authority <laughs> approval, uh, uh, you know, quickly earlier than we thought. And so we've tried we've tried to do a couple of things, Dan. And I appreciate the chance to talk to you. We've we've tried to be transparent about what we're doing, deliberate health and safety first. But at the same time, our student athletes want to play and our coaches want to play, our fans want to play. So we've been committed to explore every possibility to do so when we felt it was safe and we had appropriate approval. So we're trying to be nimble and flexible too. And uh, uh, you know, our president's chancellors have been that too. And that's why they're convening on a call real time to address this new information. And yeah, if we, if we can provide an opportunity for our student athletes to play as soon as it's safe, they want to play. And we owe them that if we can do it. You think you'll know by Monday if you're playing? I think we have to decide, you know, by next week um, if we're moving forward. Do you have a target date? Not yet. Okay. No, I, I, you know, I need to. This has been a rapidly escalating series of events over the last 24 hours. And um, I need to see where my presence and chancellors are, which I'll know later today. But what changed? Is it just the rapid testing, like the, the approval of the governors of Oregon and California? For, for us, the game changer was being the first conference to get access to daily testing. And those tests are being shipped to us on Monday uh, with the machines and the readers. Uh, and the reason for that is our medical advisors, you know, they concerns about heart, the prevalence of the spread of the virus, uh, and they uh, didn't feel comfortable playing the sport of football or basketball for that matter, if they thought, you know, the practice or the games could lead to the spread of the virus beyond what people might get in their communities or at the dining halls or in their dorms or whatever. The act of playing football or basketball couldn't lead to the spread. And uh, getting access to daily testing gives them a high degree of confidence that's not going to happen. So that was the game changer for us. And I think it was a game changer for the public health officials, which was the second major thing that just happened, um, you know, within the last 24, 36 hours. Is it everybody has to play or nobody plays in the Pac-12? Um, up till now, uh, we've been completely unified in our approach, and I expect that will continue to be the case. Last time we talked, and I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, uh, but it felt like you were saying that the Big 12 and the ACC and SEC were being a little more reckless. You were being very overly cautious, and so was the Big 10. Do you still feel that way? Well, I doubt I ever used the word reckless uh, with, with my peers. Um, they, um, I'm yeah, being, I, that's why I was paraphrasing there. But you, you, were, you, were, you sent a message there, whether you intended to or not. Fair, fair enough. No, I think what I was trying to suggest is we have been more cautious. Um, and I think, you know, the values in every part of the country are, are a little bit different. The priorities and the pressures that people feel. And I think our league, and this is something I'm proud of with our schools, have wanted to err if they were going to err on the side of safety, the health and safety and welfare of the student athletes, even if it would come at a significant cost, uh, TV revenue, attendance, uh, et cetera, and people want to play. Um, and we drew a line in the sand. We weren't going to do it unless our medical advisors were, were very confident and comfortable. And of course, we need public health authority approvals and different leagues made different decisions. But I, you know, I've tried to be careful not to cast judgment on anyone else's decision making. I just like to talk about the values we, we've had, which have been more conservative and cautious. And I think on our show before we talked about that's a microcosm of what's going on in society, too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out with your role. When you get the presidents on the phone, do you advise them? Like, do you say this is what I want to do or is it you guys tell me what you want to do? Um, you know, it's a it's a combination of those things. You know, um, my job is to reflect and carry out what our 12 schools ultimately want to do, but they rely on me to uh, you know do the legwork, uh, bring them the facts and make a recommendation. That's what I'll do. And your recommendation is to play football in the fall. Oh, they're going to hear my recommendation first. Your recommendation is to play football in the fall. We, 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 we've overcome 
the major obstacles that that we had and the criteria that our medical advisors set uh, with the public health authority approvals. And now, but you know, our president's chances have to weigh uh, the issues on their campuses. They'll be the ultimate decision makers. But in terms of the metrics and the issues we talked about in mid-August, the reasons why we weren't going forward, we've made tremendous progress and have overcome those things. So normal- I'll, 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 I'll report them that we've achieved those things and, and then it's up to them to weigh it all and decide. And normally you would want to know what the vote's going to be before you take the vote. But what you're saying is if there is a, a chancellor president who says, look, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. Can they sit out this football season and the PAC 12 continues to play with everybody else? We've never done that. And I don't know if we would do that or not up till now. So you think you can get a consensus vote? I, we've had a consensus at every step of the way. And I expect okay. we're going to, I expect we're going to have a consensus on this. Good luck. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I always appreciate you coming on. I know it may feel like a firing squad at times, but I, my job is to get answers. It's a very important issue. And, uh, I know it's, it, it's fluid. It's day to day, almost hour to hour of trying to get this done. And I wish you luck. I appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. That's uh, Larry Scott, commissioner of the PAC-12. We'll take a break. Play the days up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh my God. The play, the play, the play of the day. Check this out. Mayfield on first down. Looking. He's going to go long and deep. That comes out there. He's got it. In the end zone. Touchdown. OBJ. Wow. 43 yards. A beautiful shot. Everything is okay in Cleveland. 
That's courtesy of the fan, WKRK 92.3. OBJ, four catches, 74 yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield throws for two scores. The Browns will host the Washington football team September 27th. The play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. During these unprecedented times, you can rely on LegalZoom for legal help. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. Let me uh, summarize Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, his appearance. We're going to have football in the fall with the Pac-12. They have a call later today. I think he knows what the vote's going to be. It sounds like it'll be a consensus. I was wondering if you were going to have a couple of outliers like the Big Ten had. I don't know what kind of arm twisting went on with the Big Ten to get everybody on the same page. But I think that they had to do that with some of these schools. Pac-12, probably. I was told that at the earliest would be Halloween weekend. And the commissioner said probably a little aggressive there might be a week later. And they're not even sure if they're playing six games, maybe eight games. I don't know if they have a team that would qualify for the Final Four, be good enough for the Final Four. I think they're just going to try to play football recoup some of the revenue there, and then maybe if you get some bowl games, you'll have a, one of the schools playing in the Rose Bowl. That That's best-case scenario, I think, for the Pac-12. Yeah, Paul? A couple things there that is tough is that the SEC is going to have a 10-game conference schedule. The Big Ten is either going to have an 8- or 9-game conference schedule. They haven't announced specifically that, but at least 8. The Pac-12, if they started on October 31st, which would be the earliest, the most games they could get in would be 7 games before... Uh, the decisions made for the Final Four. They may be playing games in an exhibition fashion. Yeah, I don't know. They're probably going to be playing a game or two maybe after the selection show where you have the Final Four. Or they're just going to wait for the bowl games. But I, so much of this is happening It's in real time with these decisions. And keep in mind, when the commissioner was on with us, was that last week when he said this rapid testing? Or maybe it was two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden the Big Ten... Some of the coaches who listened to the show heard that and they said, well, they went to their athletic directors and presidents and said, hey, we need to get that. Like, why don't we have this rapid testing? And that was part of the reason why the Big Ten was able to turn this around so quickly is because the Pac-12 and Larry Scott was saying, look, we have this. And the Big Ten all of a sudden reversed field and said, we're going to be coming back to play. But you're going to have the Pac-12. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how many games. I don't know if there is anybody who is going to object to this. It feels like the commissioner knows what the vote is going to be. All right, so uh, that's interesting. Pac-12 football. The MAC is going to, Mid-American Conference is meeting this weekend. Everybody, come on in in the deep end of the pool. Mountain West, come on in. Everybody now is going to play here. Everybody doesn't have the resources that the Power Five conferences do. Yeah, Paul. The MAC, uh, first one's out. Last one's in. <laughs> well, no, the was the Ivy? Yeah. Ivy League was the first one out. They're always way ahead of them. And they're going to stay out. The Ivy League was the first to be out of basketball, the tournament. Remember when the Ivy League bowed out and we're like, yeah, but it's the Ivy League. And then all of a sudden, everybody followed suit. Then the Ivy League said, we're not playing football in the fall. And then all of a sudden, you had some conferences following suit. It looks like they're still going to play in, uh, in the spring. Yes, McLovin. By the way, I'm reading that Oregon tackle Penny Sewell is supposed to be a top three pick. Yeah. Already signed with an agent. So that might complicate things. Oh. So if he doesn't come back and Oregon's not dominant, does it, I mean, is it possible that the Final Four isn't really the end goal for the Pac 12? No. And it shouldn't be. They should just come back to play football. When's, when's the uh, Final Four been the end goal for the Pac 12? Or a, wow. realist, wow. a realistic goal. <laughs> a realistic goal. You know, when's, Washington's always there at the end, and then they fade. USC hasn't really been part of the Final Four, right? But they used to be. Yeah, but that's when they were an elite program. Like, who is elite? We know Oregon, but that's just because they have a brand. I don't know who's great out there. I mean, we, we don't know. I know Clemson's good, and I know Ohio State's good. I expect Alabama to be good, Oklahoma, and probably Georgia. That's just kind of... Based off, you know, recent history here. Yeah, Paul. Well, it'd be really weird, though. Let's say the Big Ten plays eight games and the Pac-12 plays seven. What if Oregon were 7-0 and and Ohio State were 7-1? and Who They would, would take Ohio State. Right, but should they take Ohio State? It's, it goes back to what my source said, that the Big Ten is banking on the eye test. 
that if they don't play the same number of games, now they're going to play nine from what I'm told. There's eight, and then everybody is going to play on that final weekend with the Big Ten Championship. So the two top schools uh, in each of their you know, divisions there in the Big Ten, and then the second place, third place. So they're going to try to get nine games in the Big Ten. That's the goal. But the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 are going to be playing 10 games. Yes, McLevin, you look like you had a question. Oh, I was, um, I was going to say, remember that year they jumped Ohio State over Baylor and Kansas State? Yes. Like yes. They'll, they'll, they like uh, some of those blue bloods, right? Well, plus, it, this year, it feels like you can massage it however you want to because you're going, well, you know, during this pandemic, you know, Hard to have, you know, apples to apples here. You got apples to bananas. And uh, we're going to take Ohio State. Somebody could go undefeated. We're going to take Ohio State here. Even with one loss there. Question is, can you get two teams from the Big Ten in? That's what I'd be curious about. Now, if you got Wisconsin and Ohio State. But if you lose in the Big Ten title game, then that's going to preclude you from, you know, being a possible Final Four team. Now, if you go seven and one or eight and one or eight, you know, seven and two, you're not going to make the final four because Clemson will go undefeated. Alabama will, you know, has that chance or Georgia going undefeated. And then you'll have, you know, the Pac-12 with Oklahoma. I mean, you already had Iowa State and Kansas State lose at home. Yeah, McLovin. You got your Notre Dame fighting Irish in the ACC. That's not a tough schedule, is it? Well, they got Clemson. Oh, darn it. <laughs> they play Clemson. That's their playoff game right there. And judging how Notre Dame looked against Duke, they better get a lot better before they meet Clemson. Russell Wilson will join us coming up next hour. One hour in the books, two more to go. Seton, Paulie, Fritzy, McLevin, yours truly, right here on the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.